Hey now, this is Jason Acorn with The Boneyard, and you are listening to Jason on the Outdoor Adventures with Jason. Welcome to Outdoor Adventures with Jason. Each week, I bring the world of hunting, fishing, and conservation to you. From the great hunting and fishing opportunities found in the Americas, to the dream safaris located on the dark continent beyond. I'll introduce you to those who are already out in the field living every outdoor enthusiast's dream, as well as outfitters and gear manufacturers that can make those dreams your reality. Welcome to this week's episode of Outdoor Adventures with Jason. I'm real excited today because I'm welcoming another good and interesting person from north of the border up in Canada. I've got Kelvin Buckler on. And Kelvin, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Great. Now, for the folks that are listening, Kelvin works on a show called The Boneyard TV that's broadcast for the last four or five years, six years up on the Wild Channel in Canada. But there's a big change coming to the show, is there not? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we decided to go totally online, like with our stuff, and uh, we're we're hoping to reach a, just a different audience and a bigger audience. Great! So, so that'll allow the folks down here in the states easy access to view your episodes, both past and uh, current. Correct? Yeah, yeah. We're hoping to launch season five here uh, in July and and uh, put it out there. We're just uh, trying to make it kind of the best we can make it, and uh, really work on the edit and and how we bring everything across so well and kelvin you do a lot of the editing for the show yeah i'm yeah, the main editor yeah producer and so how did yeah. how did you end up hooking up with jason to uh put this show together well we uh we've known each other for a long time and then um i i started out as this uh there's another show that was going on here uh the real canadian joe's and he asked if he could use my song joe walker for his show so i said uh sure or i said i'd like to meet him actually so i went to his house met him and he says well no no i don't want to use your song i want you to write a song <laughs> and i'm like like right now and he had some lyrics so i we sat down with one of us this guy I just met and we wrote a song anyway and then uh then we he asked us if we wanted to buy a camera and film for him we did uh, uh chris and i did and then uh we showed him a footage of 160 inch whitetail and he didn't even seem to care and I was like, oh, yeah. And then um, we, I decided to do, do it on my own. Jay was interested, so away we went. And then we became partners in it. And, yeah, we're, we're the only ones that have stuck with it. <laughs> We've had them come and go. we got other guys hunting for us, but we're basically the, the main guys, right? So what well, we are, you know. And then that's kind of how it, it started out. And then I just, because I edited music, right? I'm a musician. Then I started editing the, the video, yeah, it was, uh, that's kind of how it turned out. Well, and you guys really aren't, uh, I mean, you're a, a hunting show in, in the traditional sense that you have the story of whatever the particular hunt is. You just have a good time. Uh, it, that's all there is, is it's just a good time. Yeah, we, we definitely like to have fun and we tease each other. And it's uh, all, you know, it's like that's the people, you know, we've met people actually in person and they've watched our show. It's funny, you know, and they stare at you because you can tell they'll, they know you kind of, or sometimes, you know, and then they'll finally come talk to you. And the one guy said to us, man, you guys just, you seem like a pair of idiots on TV. And I'm like, what? Like, I just was blown away by that comment. And I said, Hey man, we're, you know, we're out there having fun, but when we put our pin or our crosshairs on an animal, it's, you know, we want to kill it. Like we're hunters, you know, and that's, 
I think that's the thing is sometimes people think we're just jokers or whatever. And we're not serious hunters, but we are definitely, you know, <laughs> we've been hunting since we were kids and, we, you know, we, we take it real serious. We just, you know, it, it isn't like, but it isn't that spiritual thing. Like some guys, they're too, to me, like I get the spiritual factor of it, you know, but you're driving around in a $70,000 truck with a $3,000 rifle, you know, and, you, and you're telling me that's spiritual, like, you know, there's a fine line there. <laughs> right yes uh, it's, it's like the farmer that said to me you should go hunt that deer with a sharp stick and i said you should plow your ten thousand acres with a horse and plow <laughs> you know i'm using technology to my advantage he's using it to his advantage right you yeah. know and that, that's just the way i look at it but uh yeah no and, and that's the thing and then we have the girls in there making jokes and you know howard stern references and that really you know some people just went right over their head they just didn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it was just whoosh. Yeah, they don't know? get that. So, well, and I watched an episode yeah. here. Uh, I actually happened to catch one today as I was cleaning up some stuff in the office before you and I talked, and it yeah. had me just cracking up laughing because I had not watched that one yet, and it was uh-huh. from 2016 season, probably filmed in the yeah. fall of 2015, uh, and it seems yeah. like you're yeah. with your cousin and you're over in Saskatchewan. Okay. Whitetail hunting, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's in the uh, he's in the blind. The thing I loved is he's in the blind or in the tree stand. He shoots at that deer and misses it. And the first yeah, yeah. thing he does is look at the, the camera and say, "Man, I'm going to hear about that one." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, he heard about it real bad. Actually, yeah, we gave him a hard time. Yeah, that and not being able to find the house of the guy that had the huge typical whitetail. That stuff is the kind of stuff that a lot of shows yeah. will cut out. Right, right. Yeah, that was a gigantic whitetail. Holy mackerel. Like, it doesn't even look real when you see it in person. Like, it just doesn't even look real. Well, it looks like a farm deer. <laughs> yeah, it's just gargantuan. It's one of those ones that comes out, you know. the Yeah, it's, well, number 10 in the world, I think. So, yeah, it's a big deer. Yeah, when you... But, yeah, no, Kent's a lot of fun. And he, he's, uh, he likes to joke around, too. So, it was, it's good. You know, he has, we have a good time when we're out there. So you're in Alberta, uh, and Jason's in Alberta, but you had happened to head east Mm -hmm. to Saskatchewan to hunt that deer. Yeah, I got drawn, like they changed it now in Saskatchewan, you got to get drawn, so I got lucky and got to draw, and then uh, then was lucky enough to get a deer, so. Yeah, that wasn't just a deer, that was a great deer. Yeah, no, it was a nice deer, yeah, and he was old, like he was was, uh, definitely... Not a baby, like a young deer, which is, you know, you, you know, and for Saskatchewan, there's such big deer there. I mean, it was a beautiful deer, like, and I was really happy to take it. But uh, the thing was, there's just, there's, Kent had one there that was like 205 inches and didn't get it, you know, so it was just, it, it they found it dead, actually. Oh, did they really? That uh, winter. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what happened, if it uh, got shot from the road or just died of old age or what, but, but uh, it was a, it was a big deer. So. Now, with that hunt and this is going to segue as yeah. we as we move along but with that hunt you hit that deer really well with uh, a bow you were shooting yeah. with a bow you had yeah. the back end of the arrow it looked like the arrow had broken uh yeah just out of curiosity when you were cleaning the deer did you find the remaining part of the arrow inside the deer no it had fallen out yeah it had fallen out oh okay it had worked because it hit the far shoulder it would have been a pass-through which would have been because kent had the angle from up top we got really lucky and, and I was in a ground blind tucked underneath a spruce tree. And so we had two angles and if I just would have, uh, 
you know, got a pass through, but I shot like he, it, when he jumped the string, his shoulder went down and hit the far shoulder and stopped the arrow. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise it would have been a pass through. And I was a little high. I have a tendency to shoot high for some reason. And that could be bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, not bad if you're up in the air, bad if you're down on the ground sometimes. Yeah. Ground. So yeah, yeah. what people don't know, the listeners, Kelvin is actually in the process of heading out here in a little bit to go bait some bear stands. And Kelvin, mm-hmm. you guys have a spring bear season. Has it has it gotten going already, or is, are you just prepping for it? No, no, it started. Yeah, it ends uh, in certain zones like this one here. I think it ends uh, June first, so we got a bit of time there. And then uh, further north, I think June fifteenth or something, it ends. So the, and then it fall bear starts. So you can get. I think you can two kill bears. No, you can kill two bears in Alberta or three actually if you go to Peace River like further north you can shoot two or three sorry in, in Peace River there's so many bears there there's there's like 100,000 bears for sure in Alberta there's like over 200,000 in BC it's crazy that's the province next to us to the west okay there's a lot of bears well I grew up across the river from Ontario and for oh, yeah. six seven years they shut down their spring bear season I think uh-huh. some of it was political pressure from anti-hunters, and some of it was they were worried yeah. about the bear population. Right. People kept telling them, there's plenty of bears. The spring bear hunt is not hurting them. They kept it shut for a number of years, and they opened it up last year, the year before, with a vengeance because uh-huh. there was so now they have so many bears that they were actually becoming a, a big problem uh, with hitting bears on the road, with damage they do by getting into cabins. And so you guys as a country, there, there's so many bears up there, it's, you can throw a stick and darn near hit a bear. Yeah, it's crazy. Like even uh, Manitoba has lots, Ontario has lots, Quebec has lots. Like all, you know, and, and that's the thing is like here in Alberta with the oil field uh, going through all that, uh, the boreal forest, like because it's like muskeg forest, like, you know, lots of swamp and, you know, there's lots of hills too, but it's real bad country kind of, you couldn't ride a horse through it. It'd be real tough. And so they make these leaf roads and plant clover. And so there's just same as a the deer. There's so many more deer because, well, let's say winter killed a few years ago, but still that just gives them the feed. You know, there's just way more bears. There's way more food for them. So, and, and then when you don't, lots of guys don't hunt them. There's guys that hunt them, but not enough. There's just too many bears, I think, you know, there's, but I get it. It's like me. I don't want to shoot another bear unless it's a real big one, but you know, you never know. I might, depends on the situation. So yeah, you need the guys coming up from the States, the men and women to hunt them, to help uh, keep that population. Yeah, oh yeah. Down. Yeah. I, I see even the grizzly bears, you're not allowed to hunt grizzly bears now. And all of a sudden there's grizzly bears like, you know, 45 minutes from my house where you would have never seen that, you know, before. And they just keep coming because there's more and more of them, right? They so. keep expanding their range. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they just get more and more. And if there's food for them, or you know, they'll 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 oh, expand. Yeah. yeah. Well, at the feedlot there, the the one they finally took it away. I don't think they shot it; they tranquilized it. But it had grabbed a, a thousand pound steer, killed it in a pen, and drug it down the aisleway out of the pens and ate it, like ate part of it. And then they finally trapped it. But he was had been eating steers for quite a few years, and they they'd take him far away, and he'd come back. And huge bear. I mean, it's just a gargantuan grizzly bear. So. Yeah, once they learn, they'll come back to an area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's for sure. So. As a hunter, you and Jason did something pretty unique in that you guys ended up saying, I can't find the arrow that I like. So you you came out with your own, and that's Killing Sticks, yeah, yeah. which is the arrow you yep. used when you shot that deer. Tell the folks a little bit about mm-hmm. Killing Sticks and, and what you guys are, are doing with that. The reason we started, we started out with trail cameras uh, just to have our, you know, because we're trying to get sponsors, you know, people to buy ad time on our hunting show. 
and it's very difficult because <laughs> there's so much competition in that and there's some great shows and then there's just all the other guys trying to start one and it's really difficult like you got to be in it almost for 10 years to get anywhere with it to get you know to get your name out there but and then um i was at the ata show for three four years ago and i seen uh these guys with bare shafts these asian guys and i went started talking to them and then after we started the trail camera then we thought uh kent came up with the name killing sticks yeah we decided to start making our own arrows there's no and there was no canadian arrow company right so we thought you know we can do a lot for canadian archery if we get this rolling like we know it's going to take a few more years to really get it rolling but because we've only been doing it for a year uh and then we can really help you know promote the sport of archery because it is a great sport i love it i you know the tournament stuff even the 3d i really enjoy and then obviously the hunting it's it's just something when you when you get something with the bow you know you harvest an animal with a bow it's just times ten thousand compared to a rifle i think it's just the way that up close and personal is just to me a, a really amazing experience yeah the archery hunting uh as I've said to others, I hunt with a crossbow. And so same basic premise. Jason's told me about some of the long distance shots that he's doing. And then get to see you doing the hunting on on the various episodes and the people will be able to see this coming up. Uh, It's really a neat product. And I've given Jason a hard time. I can't wait till you come out with a crossbow arrow. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully next year. You've really kind of cornered a market and come out with some unique products that there may not be a lot of folks familiar with them in the States just because they haven't mm-hmm. seen the ads that were done and in, in your show. But I think that's really going to change. I think you guys are really onto a slick product, and you cover several different niches for arrows. Yeah, we went we went with a heavier uh, arrow in the micro-diameter arrows, the small, like the 0.165s. And that, we found that's a really popular one because guys want that pass-through power. And then we just, with the tournament arrows, same the fatter ones, the 0.315s, we went we went with 0.001 straightness, same as the other one. And that's what we found. We actually had three different manufacturers we were trying. And then we just stuck with this one because his arrows are the best. You know, they when it says 0.001 straightness, it is. when it, And that's over 32 inches, the length of the arrow. When it's plus or minus one grains, you know, on the on the shaft, it is. You know, the, the spine tolerances are plus or minus 10, it is. You know, you hang the weight on there and it's there. Whereas the other guys, they just weren't as consistent, you know. And uh, we, we had a few growing pains there too. The one guy got us pretty good for about 15 grand. But that's just part of, you know, you if you dwell on it, you get really mad. So you just don't dwell on it. <laughs> so. You know, he just, the first batch arrows were really good. The next, I ordered a bigger batch and they were not meeting spec and that that was not good, you know, so, because it's got to meet spec, man. It, you know, when you say it's that, it should be that. And, you know, we want to stand behind our product and that's now with this, the with the manufacturer we've chosen. We know they're great arrows and we're, we can stand behind it, you know. Yeah, you don't want to be And that's helped junk. us a lot, actually. Yeah, exactly. Like, and that was... There's a fundraiser for, uh, uh, it's called Kathy Oha, and it's for people with physical and mental disabilities. And then the guy that runs it is an archer, and he's had a, he has a fundraiser with an archery shoot for it, a, a 3D archery shoot outdoor. And uh, it's his 22nd year, 23rd year doing it. And we raised 102000 I think, this year. We were down a little bit. But uh, but <clears throat> I, we, I didn't shoot that well during the course. Like, okay, but then on the Grand Prix, you know, it's a, shoot off you know you one shot each and then the semi-finals three shots and then the finals three shots and so i made her to the final and i was just me and the hinge were just one you know it was it was speaking to me and so i <clears throat> get up against the guy who's shooting our micros uh, the micro ventilator and i'm shooting the tournaments and uh he thought he had me because he smoked me during the rounds right and so i shoot a i shoot the ram uh 63 yard ram back kill i 11 it and the crowd goes ooh, <laughs> and chris says you lucky so-and-so 
And I said, oh, no, that wasn't luck, man. <laughs> and then I attend the squirrel, and then I 11 the caribou at 98 yards. And his arrow was one inch above me at 10, but I 11 it, so I beat him. And and the crowd went, ooh, when I hit that caribou, I 11 that caribou. It was I couldn't believe it either. It was the best shooting I've ever done in my life. But the beauty of that was we had the haters of our show there and the people that are doubting our arrows. And then, you know, it was like... Check that out <laughs> and showed them all it, up. It was a good day. Oh, yeah, I, it was. It was. It was a really you know, good day. Oh, I imagine. So that's bringing up quite a, a reputation for this arrow. And uh, how's how's business been going? Yeah. Are you guys seeing a pickup as you go along, month over month? Yeah, slowly. It's it's hard because you know the established stores that have been there ten years, they have their stock of arrows, and it's like bringing in a, a new line of arrows lots of times they don't want to do it like they're you know because they already have 200 dozen arrows in their store so why do they want 20 dozen of mine you know but it's these new stores starting up or a guy that loves our show then they'll take arrows right and then and we have no minimum order right now which is a pain in the butt a bit but in order to get your in there you got to kind of do that and uh we'll work with these small stores right that are starting out and you know send them 10 dozen or five dozen or whatever they want and then they get an order for three dozen you know they realize they're not making as much money because the shipping costs but still it keeps them they make a bit of money we make a bit of money and then you know it kind of hopefully they keep selling in the way they go but yeah it's picking up it's just getting the name out there is is always it's advertising right is sure you got to just keep plugging away and uh, and we're not going away so it's that's the one thing i know is that's part of it too is i think those stores are like are they going to be here next year you know because people come and go you know what i mean and that's that's i think the, the the another thing we deal with with these established stores is you know they think oh yeah i'll bring in this airline and then they quit next year and then um what do i do with it you know i just sell it at a discount and whatever so get it going yeah it's coming together it's, it's and i'm learning retail right that's another thing you slowly learn <laughs> yeah that's got its own whole set of challenges versus just like a direct-to-consumer sales yeah and and you're uh you know i'm you know jason and i are just a pair of hunters you know he's a carpenter and i'm a oil field guy so we're it's like a steep learning curve but slowly we're we're learning well yeah, great it's and fun though i really enjoy it when does the new episode of the boneyard start when, when do those new episodes come out as an online only? on july 17th Okay. Yeah, so. July, I set a date. I had to set a date because I'm waiting on my animation guy to do these segments, these hate mail segments. And it was his idea. Like, I don't know who came up with the idea to do the hate mail. I, I don't know if it was me or Jason or Kent or whoever, but we decided we, because we're getting these hate mails, you know, uh, you suck, uh, your show sucks. If anybody can have a show, I can have a show. And then we got some more elaborate ones, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, you call yourself a hunter and uh, you shoot, you, uh, Calvin must have a small penis because all he shoots is small deer and stuff like that. Like, I mean, people are brutal, right? <laughs> and uh it's not and like i don't know how jason can fit his head or how jason's mom had jason because how can his head fit through the door and stuff like just brutal like you know like you can't even believe it so then we started i we read those jason and i trevor the our animation guy super talented guy turned us into uh, like animated puppets or whatever right and we say these lines and it's pretty it's pretty funny some of them are pretty funny yeah i've know. caught a we couple like to of push those. the envelope yeah we like to push the envelope just we like to have fun with it well you have to because so. if you take that stuff too serious a it, it validates the ridiculous stuff they say and b mm -hmm. it's something many times well, they're trying to be mean. Their spelling, their punctuation, their grammar, everything is so bad that if you read it the way they wrote it, it's hilarious. Well, there, well, it's not, and, and and lots of times, sometimes it's guys that they make a fake account that hate us, and then they do. I mean, I just shake my head. I think it's yeah, so, they're all crazy, so I'm jealous. Now, you mentioned that you're out 
do you still work in the oil fields? Yeah, I still, yeah, yeah, I still do. But that wasn't your first passion. You're actually a musician, correct? Yes, yeah, I play guitar and sing. I was in a metal band for seven or eight years when I was a young fella. Never got a tattoo, even though they said I should have one, but I just, I didn't ever want one. But again, I don't got nothing against it. I, you know, put them wherever you want. But anyway. Jason that, got yeah, them all. Yeah, I started playing. Yeah, he got, yeah, he, he did, he got them for me. Yeah, and then I, uh, I did that for seven or eight years with that band, uh, the metal band, and then I started playing guitar. Like I learned how to play guitar when I was 27, and started writing my own songs and uh, wrote a. I've got one album, my own album, and then I'm trying to get some more done here. But it's in between uh, three daughters and a wife, a job, and the arrows and a hunting show. It's there's a lot in there. Sure, <laughs> to keep track of. So. People can check out some of your music at bucklermusic.net, and I'm going to have that mm-hmm. link in the show notes for this so uh, anybody that wants to head out there he's got uh, some oh geez there's half dozen songs dozen songs or so out there Mm -hmm. you can listen but that's led to something you've been doing for what did you tell me 12 13 years now which is a music festival and talk a little bit about that Yeah, I started that again on a whim, just kind of like the hunting show, and uh, I had contacted some performers for donations to uh, another music festival I had played at, and they were looking for stuff like that. And then they said, hey, do you want to do a festival? And it was Fred Eaglesmith was the guy. And I said, okay, let's try it. It's a beautiful place. It's on the Pemna River at the Rangeland Park. There's a beautiful stage, and the river's right there. I mean, the venue is outstanding, right? And so then uh, I just, we built it up over the years and, you know, we average 800 to 1,000 people down there. Then that's kind of the limit is that's all we want. And it's just a really nice crowd, older crowd, you know, average age 35, 40 and, you know, lots of young kids and it's real nice family atmosphere. I mean, they're still drinking beer and smoking their weed, you know, but it's still a really nice, you know, everybody's mellow. You fall down, they help you up and, you know, hand you a beer. (laughs) (laughs) Now, where is this located at? An hour west of Edmonton on the Pembina River. Okay. And what's the name of the music festival? Pembina River Nights. Oh, okay. And, and when does it take place? The second weekend in July. So it's July 7th and 8th. Uh, so whatever next year it'll be, whatever, July 10th and 11th. It depends on when it falls, but it's the second weekend in July. And you you book all the bands for this? Um, well, I, I help. I used to do it all, and then I <clears throat> I got Susie Miller is now helping me book uh, the bands. She does most of it, and I then we just kind of decide whether we need a bluegrass or a blues band or, you know, a singer-songwriter in there. And then, um, yeah, that's it, it's worked out really well. She's good at dealing with the, the musicians because, you know, the musicians are artists, so <laughs> 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 they, they have their deals, right? So, But we got some really great bands coming, that's for sure, this year. All sorts of genres? It's not anything specific? No, I'm playing this year, me and Trev there, my buddy, and uh, we're like, we go from like folk to metal, and then uh, we're kind of the raunchiest stuff there, I guess you want to the hardest stuff. And then like Tom Wilson is like a rock and blues guy. Uh, C.R. Avery's like a rapper poet. He's going to be awesome. I can't wait to see him. And then, um, and then you just get your bluegrass guys, your kind of old country. Then, you know, there's some, uh, we got Bill Poss, he's kind of like old country. He, he's uh, coming from, I think he's in Illinois now. And uh, yeah, so we kind of get it all across Canada and a few performers from the States. Oh, very neat. So, and so this yeah, is going yeah, to be the, this is going to be the 13th, 13th year of? Year. Wow. I think it's 13, might be 12. I'm bad. I don't even remember my 
Uh, on birthday. Close yeah. enough. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you've got the hunting show, a family. You've got yep. the actual your nine to five job that pays your bills, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And then you couldn't find enough to do, so you decided, hey, I'll just throw a music festival on. Why not? Well, the festival started before the the. The, sh- the tv show but yeah i was i didn't realize you know when i the tv show how much work it would be like i i just didn't you know i thought oh it'll be nothing to it but the editing is takes so much time like and the, and the actual and then like i over like i re-edited season one and put it on youtube and it is so bad i couldn't believe i put that on tv i just <laughs> i'm embarrassed like because we didn't know what we were doing filming like how to frame a shot and tell a story like and we're nervous you know like jason was actually a natural from kind of the start like a good talker you know and and i'm you know i've been on stage so i'm not afraid of the camera or anything like i'm not nervous but i just sounded unnatural you know and i got that's why i always tell my guys talk to the camera like whenever you can just say what you're doing all the time and then all of a sudden you don't even think about it you're just talking to the camera right and it's way better like way better so, well, yeah. it's a neat show. I enjoy the episodes that I see. I was always kind of bummed I couldn't mm. get Wild TV down here to actually see some of the stuff that you've got more up to date. But this is going to yeah. be neat once it's on the app or once it's on the internet uh, where I can watch it yeah. whenever I want. Yeah, no, it should be good. I'm curious to see the reaction we get because we are going to promote it pretty heavily, you know, through our Facebook page and Google ads and stuff. So, and, and see where it goes because then obviously it promotes our arrows and all that too. So, and we've hooked up with Boning. Uh, you know, because of the arrows with the knocks and mm-hmm. all that and their veins. So, you know, that that's working out real good. And then uh, we're still, uh, you know, in negotiation with some other companies. But, you know, it's just, it's, a, it's again, um, either way, I, it doesn't matter. It, it, we're going to put it out there and see what happens. I think it's a, it's a neat concept and either you get it or you don't kind of. So it's a love-hate thing, but I'd rather, you know, it's like a song. If they just say, yeah, it's okay, I'd rather have them say, I hate it or I love it. You know, because then if they love it, they're, they're going to be into it. If they hate it, then... At least it's a, a another reaction, not just eh, it was okay. That indifference is, I think, the worst. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather have somebody you know? say, "Man, you really screwed this up," or "You suck," mm-hmm. versus eh, whatever. Yeah. You know, the ah, well, whatever. When they don't care, yeah, just, yeah, it's it is. It, anyway, it's just. I know that with the show, we've uh, taken so much shit over like over the years from people like. The one was the one that was a. I remember we had the Jason film this girl named was Amber, just a sweetheart, and she had big boobs. And he got her to jump up and down and say, "The boneyard will be right back, right?" <laughs> and so you can see her boobs bounce. Oh yeah. And he he gives me this footage and I'm editing it and I phone him and I say, "Hey man, are you sure we should put this in the show?" Oh yeah, it'll be fun. Wow. Oh, lost a sponsor, lost two, I think, sponsors over that, <laughs> and uh, we got a lot of hate over that. <laughs> And I mean, it's so harmless. Like it, it just like my wife just rolls her eyes at me and says, you know, thinks Jason and I are pair of idiots. But <laughs> you know, same as his wife. But it, it, you know, it was just all in good fun. But holy man, that was the first one where it was like that was. I don't know if we should have done that. But <laughs> now I think it's funny. But at the time, it was like when we lost that one sponsor over it. I was like, oh my god, I couldn't believe it. Oh yeah, this. Like, wow. You can get. I kind of ran into a similar thing inadvertently. Mm-hmm. You, you're kind of deflated when it first happens but afterwards you're like uh whatever you know and you're you're yeah. usually better off for it anyway <clears throat> yeah oh yeah yeah well it was going to end anyway i think it's just you know they if you can't take uh like jason and i are both fairly uh i don't know i'm i'm in your face or i don't know abrupt or i don't know what you want to call it and so if you can't take that because some fear confrontation you know what i mean like you 
some people can't take it at all. And then we're, you know, Jason and I are just kind of there and we're, you know, we're just doing our thing and we're not worried about all that stuff. And so then some people just can't, they, they don't, they like to come around the side or whatever. And I'm just, we're straight at you. <laughs> so, and, and so again, it's, it's like the musicians, you know, some, some of the musicians I've met over the years, you know, they're, they're not my friends. I hire them and I realize that and that's what it is, you know, so. You've got a great product you've put out the show. Uh, it's funny. It, like I said, it's one of the shows where you absolutely have great hunting and you can learn from it, but it's mm-hmm. not one that tries to preach. It's one that says, let's have fun because this is what it's all about. Mm-hmm. In reality, this is what it's all about is having fun. And yeah, I'm not, I, you know, I eat the moose I shoot, but I'm not going to starve to death if I don't get one, you know? Exactly. Like that's, you know, like I remember my one buddy, I need the meat. And I'm like, <laughs> I just, I couldn't stop laughing. I'm like, come on, man. Like you need the meat. Like, give me a break. Like he, he just spent like, uh, whatever it was, a thousand dollars on fuel driving around. So you go buy a beef. For a thousand dollars, yeah. <laughs> like, Trust you me. enjoy the hunting, you know. He enjoys the hunting, and the meat is just a bonus. Especially, you know, I, I, moose meat is my favorite, right? So, for me, but yeah. By the time you spend the money, the time off work, the cost of the uh, uh, hunting supplies, you know, that wild game you're eating, it can generally cost the same as like Kobe beef. So, yeah, you, exactly. You yeah. go out there because you like yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you love it. Yeah. Or else, if you need the meat, probably should be shooting does and cows and and all the, you know, moose moose cows and because that's what you're interested in is the meat. So why are you coming out with yeah, a big exactly, trophy yeah. buck? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and there's guys that do just hunt meat. There's no doubt about it for sure. But there's definitely more trophy hunters than there are meat hunters. Oh sure, you want something to show for your time out in the woods. I mean, trust me, everybody that tells you they're out there um, for just. Uh, a little communal time with nature is usually uh, mm-hmm. pulling your leg. Yeah. Well, even at that archery shoot, it's a fundraiser, and the people I was shooting with, they're, they're like, uh, we're just here to have fun. You know, we don't care about winning. And I says, well, I want to win. <laughs> I says, I'm having fun too, but I'm here to win. I want to shoot my best. I want to win. Sure. You know, like, it's like uh, I get what they're saying, but I knew they wanted to win. <laughs> you know, like, who doesn't want to win? You know? Right. So... It was, it was it was funny. I just and they just stared at me like, oh my god. And I'm like, whatever. I'm not. <laughs> I don't think it's a bad thing that you want to win. No, not you at know, all. Cheat to win is different, but um, whatever. But. Well, Kelvin, I thank you for your time. I know you got to run to go do the uh, baiting for these bears because you're going to be helping a young lady try to get her first bear. So I wish you a lot of luck on that. Uh, for the listeners, I'll have all the information if you want to contact Calvin or the, the Boneyard TV show and all that information I'll have in the show notes. So Calvin, uh, you can reach out to him via Facebook. And Calvin, I really appreciate your time. Right on, well, thank you. I, I, I enjoyed the interview. Good luck on this uh, bear hunt and uh, the remainder part of the season. We look forward to seeing your, your shows out on the internet come uh, July. And wish you luck on that. And you have a wonderful afternoon. All right. Thanks, Jason. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye. Come early spring, it's getting green. Fisher on the bed. And hear those turkeys gobble. It's ringing in my head. The winterized bass boat, here comes another year. Yeah, we command the outdoors around here. 